This program deals with themes of an adult nature and is intended for a mature audience. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. Our differences worldwide would vanish if we were facing an alien threat from outside of this world. We must guard against the military-industrial conflict. Exopolitics, paranormal phenomena, and deep analysis of current world events. From somewhere in the desert, between Area 51 and Roswell, blasting across the planet, the Manticore Network proudly presents Fairy Tales. Because the truth will set you free. Headline edition, July 8, 1947. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! The power they took from the people will return to the people. And so long as men die, liberty will never perish. Soldiers, don't fight for slavery, fight for liberty! The only thing we have to fear is fear itself! Sooner or later, though. You always have to wake up. Be skeptical, but don't close your mind. Greetings to everyone around the world, and a warm welcome to another edition of Veritas, alternative media for discerning minds. I'm your host, Mel Fabregas, and I sincerely thank you for joining me once again. And if this is your first time, make yourself at home. I want to thank all our members for your loyalty and support. Tonight's special guest is Nigel Kerner, author of the book, Grey Aliens and the Harvesting of Souls. A conspiracy to genetically tamper with humanity. Who's abducting humans? Why are they here? What are they? How did they come to be? What do they want from us? Whether you believe gray aliens exist or not, or don't really care, tonight's show will attempt to redefine the nature of the alien presence on our planet. Nigel Kerner will be with us shortly. To listen to tonight's full show, become a member. As a member, you'll receive instant access to all our material. And remember, Veritas survives on your voluntary subscriptions only. No sponsorship equals no censorship. Think about the next time you spend $7.95. Do you really receive any value? 
That is what you pay per month as a Veritas member. And you'll receive access to all our shows, all in CD audio quality. Veritas TV, our very unique Manticore forum, where you can interact with enlightened people around the world to discuss everything that matters. So just go to the subscribe link of our website, veritasshow.com, and take Veritas with you. You can also download our latest show via iTunes. During these days of uncertainty, the uncensored truth is priceless. So don't wait any longer. Subscribe today. You can also purchase our futuristic 8-gigabyte metal case USB drive with Seasons 1 or 2 with bonus material. Go to the Veritas store for more information. Just imagine you can take all our shows in one little piece of technology. And don't forget, get your MMS right from us. It's better to have it and not need it than need it and not have it. Listen to Jim Humble's interview. Go to our past shows link for more information. And if you need to get in touch with me, click on the contact button of our website and join me on Facebook. And now, get ready for a new alternative reality. According to tonight's guest, the primary controlling species of this planet, the Homo sapiens sapiens, is a genetically farmed species, farmed for the utilitarian purposes of the occupants of the UFOs, alien extraterrestrials. If it were discovered that we as a species are not our own masters, there can be little doubt of the enormity of the consequences to us all. To discuss this and the possibilities of this dire scenario, Nigel Kerner is coming up next. This is Mel Fabregas, and you're listening to Veritas. This is Gregory Sams, and you're listening to The Veritas Show. Nigel Kerner is an author and freelance journalist. He was born in Sri Lanka, his mother from a British planting family, and his father an officer in the British Royal Navy Fleet Air Arm. This international family base provided the background for an obsessive and serious interest in international human affairs and how these interface with science, religion, and philosophy. He has felt driven from his young years to expose the humbug and hypocrisy in modern scientific and religious and social thinking. His formal graduate education is in biomedical science and human behavioral psychology. His fascination with the puzzling and enigmatic phenomenon of UFOs resulted in his first book, The Song of the Grace. This serious work on the subject is now noted worldwide for its radical view on the phenomenon. His latest book, which will be tonight's focus, Great Aliens and the Harvesting of Souls, is the second in a trilogy about the UFO phenomenon and its social repercussions on humanity. His books and numerous articles have established his unique thesis 
as part of the canon of serious literature on the subject. Mantle Kerner lives with his wife and family on his estate in Middle England. And directly from England, I would like to take the opportunity to introduce Nigel Kerner. Hello, Nigel, and welcome to Veritas. How are you? Hi there, Mel. Delighted to, to, to talk to you, and let's hope we have a, a rather interesting tete-a-tete tonight. <laughs> Absolutely. It, it's my pleasure. And may I call you Nigel? Indeed. Please do. <laughs> I'm so glad I found you, Nigel, and we were talking offline. After reading your book, I'm happy to be back to discuss the topic of aliens. Aside from the bio that I just read, give us some background of yourself, and I know you consider yourself a dreadful cynic at one point. What changed yeah. you? Well, uh, actually, my, my, it's a question that was posed to me by my 12-year-old son at the time uh, about UFOs. He quite simply said to me one day, out of the blue, so to speak, Dad, are UFOs real? Now, obviously, children ask their parents questions all the time. But coming from my particular ch boy, who is, is a very, very serious-minded lad, even at 12, uh, that surprised me because he really never kind of had the kind of the you know the, the background with Buck Rogers and comic books and so on. He's a very serious reader of things and so on, and a rather very a rather good statistician at the time. And I knew that if I answered this honcho with anything that he could check up and come back and hit me with, and that's what he would have done. Right. So I was very 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 keen not to give him the latitude to do this. And I did, I did ask for a rain check, and I said, look, you, you surprised me with the question, but I've got to take a rain check on this because I haven't the faintest idea about anything to do with UFOs. And my instinct and my kind of you know, outlook at the time was to say quite simply, this is a load of uh, Mickey Mouse mumbo-jumbo. Please go and get something a little bit more serious and get a life and do something worthwhile. <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> you know, and that truly was my kind of you know, attitude. I was really circumspect about all of this kind of stuff. And, and I'm soaked in science. And, 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 of course, I really look at things basically through a, a test tube, so to speak. And, and, and rather, uh, you know, I've had this kind of lateral mind about outlook about things and so on. Never really thinking within the box, so to speak, always trying to get outside the box and ask the awkward questions and, and be as mischievous as I could when it comes to, to checking out the answers and so on. And this was an interesting question, quite simply, because I really had no idea about anything to do with this. And, well, I decided to take this, this seriously, at least give the boy some kind of response, had a look at the uh, peremptorily, really, to start with, you know, what on earth this thing was. And as I went along, I just found day by day, dot by dot, that I just could not get away from some of the questions that this was throwing out of this kind of Pandora's box that I'd opened. And I looked at this more and more seriously, and I got rather keen on this, and to the point of almost an obsession over time. And as I went on, this thing became so important to me that, in fact, in the next 37 or so years, it has completely turned me over in terms of my existential view of of life, living, and the pursuit of whatever we as living beings pursue, so to speak, you know. And in the end, I was able, and it took me a long, long time to come to a conclusion about this, but when I did, I had no doubt at all that this phenomenon uh, they call, uh, they describe generally as the paradigm of the UFO 
question that this is probably the most important uh, question we have to answer on the earth today. And, and that, in fact, is what settled me to, to look at subjects seriously and then write this series of books in, in, in explanation to the next generation, maybe, the younger generation, as a father would explain to his son kind of thing, uh, I decided that, look, check me out on this, boys and girls. Take a look at this. Here are the answers I'm coming up with. This is the way I've looked at it. Take a, a serious look at this without just... Uh, my own approach at the beginning was a shameful one, I admit that. I, one should never dismiss anything. One should always look at something with an open mind and be objective and so on. And it taught me a lesson about me too. And as we went along, and see, science does tend to bury you in a very small disposition of outlook. And you're looking really through pebble glasses, so to speak, uh, like Mr. Mole, you know, in the, in the, in the famous story. And really, that's the biggest mistake you can make, because the, the grandest thing that anyone, I believe, can, can do is the accumulation of knowledge that can be looked at uh, in terms of that wonderful paradigm. One plus one equals one plus one. Not two, but any mathematician would understand what I'm saying there. Sure. It has to be an exact equivalent in terms of logic and, and reason. And if it hitches up with reason, and then you've got much more of a chance of getting somewhere to this anomalous but wondrous target we are all chasing and we call the truth, you know? Absolutely. And your research revealed that not only was the UFO phenomenon true, beyond a shadow of a doubt, but also that the whole thing pointed to the most deadly secret in the world. So, folks, yeah. if the beginning of this show doesn't capture your attention... I don't know what else could, but you also came to the, and by the way, I usually like to extract as much as I can from, from authors and the latest book, and that's what I'm going to be trying to accomplish tonight, Nigel. You came yeah. to the conclusion that not only were UFOs real, but that Homo sapiens sapiens, which we call the primary controlling species of the planet, is a genetically farmed species, farmed for the utilitarian purpose of the occupants of the UFOs, alien extraterrestrials. How did yeah. you come up with this conclusion? Well, it's, can I just take you through the simple logistics of it first, Mel? Please uh, do. How we, how we start to look at what this whole question is all about. Because, you see, it led me not just to, to looking at the UFO question as such, but the whole thing was a tray in front of me lining up absolutely everything in the entire existential situation of our being, you know. And it, it started to go to a place I really didn't want to go as we went along. And can you imagine, uh, I mean, if you look at the, the title of my second book, uh, the, it, it implies something religious there when you talk about souls. Now, how on earth do you attach the word soul to the question of UFOs and their occupants? I mean, it sounds absolutely bizarre. And my publishers, when they got the manuscript, insisted on this title. It wasn't the title I suggested. They insisted on the title because it had some interesting research and some research results on the, the way that these things uh, come to be and what they might be and so forth, and the way I had taken each of those steps back to a beginning. And the beginning, of course, is the beginning of the universe as we can understand that. That's uh, the, the Big Bang and so on. And what are we doing here? Why did something smaller than a point you can imagine give rise to all that we know in physical solidness and so on? How is that 
incredible thing possible. I mean, you can believe anything when you just just think that that is what cosmologists say this is all about, that our reality comes from something, a nothingness smaller, a point smaller than you can imagine. Now, that in itself is the most bizarre thing, is it not, Mel? And so, therefore, you can see one looks at this and it's rather like the reverse of a telescope, about, um, uh, uh, something where you go in, into smaller and smaller portions till you get to the beginning of things. Now, I don't want to labor the point too much, but let me say that if you can accept that such a thing is possible, and you have to because you are here as a result of that premise, that paradigm, you then have to try to see how this actually is explainable and what then might be the concepts that have led all kinds of thinking, living being on this planet through the centuries and so on. Uh, what what can this question of God be and so forth? And there you then get this big open window that's, that's really taboo in many, in, in many ways to many people and so forth. You don't go with UFOs to God and all that kind of business. And let me tell you, as a, as a science outlook, there was no way that I wanted to do that because I really am not a, a religious person, <laughs> quite the opposite really, very, very secular in my views and so forth. And I was finding that as I unravel the whole mystery and the story, that this thing was actually aiming a little bit more from, from the kind of, you know, solidness and the secularity of measuring, which is what science is all about, basically how we measure and compare and so on, how this thing went into a scale beyond all of that. And then we had to think about thought thinking, imagination, and then the beauty of music and poetry and so on, and that kind of thing. Where does all of this come in to a thing we call mind and therefore psychologies and so forth? Big deal here happening from a simple question. If an alien species, you know, as advanced as we think these things are to break past this barrier of the speed of light, right, if they are able to reach us, here, right, and, and have an interest in us with our relatively primitive levels of technology, one would have to ask the question quite simply, why? Why are they so interested in a species that actually started technology 200 years ago, you know, it was only in 1905 that the right brothers took a frame and stuck it up in the air for a few seconds and we're now way past uh, the solar system well onto the universe and so on so can you imagine a, uh, a technology that could come here past the speed of light and are quite evidently seen and verified by the most respected minds recently we know about the uh, Washington um, announcement at the press club where some very distinguished people went out there and very bravely said hang on a minute these things are real including two uh, astronauts and of course we, we have um, Ed Mitchell and Gordon Cooper Gordon Cooper saying one of them actually these UFOs or whatever uh, you might call, you might want to call them, actually landed in front of his own jet at a particular base. Uh, he filmed the thing. When he put the film in, it got lost. And this is the history of so much of this kind of thing. And when you get someone of the verity, of the reputation of Lord Hill Norton, 
who was the head of the defense uh, uh, forces of Great Britain, coming out and saying, look, I believe. Thank you for listening. To unlock the full two-hour interview, including video formats, downloads, transcripts, exclusive articles, and more, subscribe to Veritas Plus now. Gain access to our entire archive dating back to 2008. Just click subscribe at veritasradio.com. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. Subscribe now. To listen to the rest and all of our exclusive material, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or join the Veritas Plus family by subscribing. Click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for focused life force energy. Get a 15-day free trial today with no credit card required. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button on our website at veritasradio.com. Now, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or subscribe to listen to the rest of the interview. You don't want to miss it. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. What are you waiting for? Subscribe now at veritasradio.com.